Hello, my friend and sister in the faith. I hope that you're enjoying a wonderful day of either productivity or rest, because both are needful. As for me, this is my once-weekly day that the kids are both off at school, so I get the afternoon to myself, and I'm thankful I get to spend it with you. Whenever I speak on a topic, I give it time and pray over it to make sure that it's something I'm equipped to talk about. However, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes or say something that can be misconstrued, so I appreciate so much your graciousness and faith in me to deliver something that might be of value to you. Today's topic has been weighing heavily on my heart, and that's the difference between being in the world and being of the world. This is not a we versus them talk, but the distinction does have to be made that if we're calling ourselves Christians, then we have a duty and responsibility to set ourselves apart as Christians. We're going to act different than the world, or at least we should. So today I want to talk about what exactly that means for us. But before I get to that, I also want to share something that's super exciting. I've always felt like everybody has a story, and no two stories are the same. I know how encouraging it can be to hear someone else's testimony and glean bits of wisdom and strength for our own journey. So I already have some guests lined up that have their own unique story to share. These stories are often heartbreaking and deep. But I'm so grateful that they're trusting me with them and allowing themselves to be vulnerable so that it can be a blessing to others. So I want to let you know about that exciting addition to the podcast coming soon. First Peter 5 verse 8 says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I am your host, Brittany Semadeni, and on today's episode, we're going to take one of his lies and expose it for what it really is, unlocking the truth of what God's Word has to say about it. Are you ready? Let's get going. What does it mean to be in the world and not of the world? A friend of mine reached out recently, a bit confused and saddened with something that she'd seen posted by a mutual Christian friend. This person was taking part in promoting a movie that had been very transparent in its anti-Christian messaging. As believers who publicly profess Christianity and who live in and among the world, we're responsible for conducting ourselves in a way that continually points people to someone bigger than ourselves. Something radical and life-giving. Something that they can't get anywhere else in the world. So to be in the world and not of the world means that there's something different and noticeable. Before I go any further, I'm a sinner first and a Christian only by the amazing grace and mercy of God. I have days where I yell at my kids, I'm too focused on myself, and I don't have a lot of patience. Because I know myself to be a sinner, and because Christ calls us to show love to our neighbors, those of us who consider ourselves to not just be a believer, but a follower of God, we have a duty to every person, regardless of their politics and lifestyle, to show love. Allow me to go on record saying, to show grace and love is not the same as going along with things that are not in harmony with His word and that bring Him displeasure. If you're a Christian listening to this, I think you'll agree that we have the expectation from God 
not to blend in or condone what the world thinks up that runs contrary to what the Bible makes clear. Instead, we're to actively fight for what His Word says to be true and good and His design. We should never be in someone's face abrasive or unforgiving, but we do need to be strong in the Lord. May I encourage us to not be neglectful to give service to God in our defending and upholding His standards? Standards that are unchanging, even when our experiences and culture do. Let me explain what I mean by this. The Bible is a living, breathing guide to those who choose it. Some of us have been burned by a particular experience. We've been exposed to false prophets, or maybe we've endured some horrific tragedy. Some of us have been in relationships that put a sour taste in our mouth for things that were never intended by God to cause harm. But being burned by sin doesn't mean that what God ordained can be twisted and changed to fit our experiences and our bubble of comfort. Earlier I used the word fighting, a word that often has a very negative tone. It doesn't sound very godly, does it? Aren't we supposed to put our weapons down and be gentle sheep as we go out into the world? This is a lie, and I'm going to share some more lies with you that have been twisted to fit our comfort zones. The first lie would have us believe that we need to surrender our weapons. Make no mistake, we should be using our weapons every day. They just look and function very different from the world's. Lie number two asks the question, Aren't we supposed to appeal to the world so that they feel more comfortable professing Christianity right where they're at? Here's why it's a lie. We're to appeal to God, not the world. The two are like oil and water. And lie number three. Shouldn't it be of utmost priority to do whatever it takes to draw people in, even if it means allowing our light to go out at times so we don't rub someone the wrong way? I can only imagine how confusing that must be to non-believers and believers alike. Boundaries do need to be in place when it comes to being a witness for Him. It's God that does the drawing, not man. So our ultimate goal should always be to let His light shine through us before men so that others may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. The lies I mentioned have been twisted to sound beneficial, but they're really derived from a place of deception. As we look for our place in the world and we start to settle in our own people groups, We can make the mistake of supporting sin instead of taking a stand for the things God has clearly told us to avoid. Or maybe it's not as black and white as sin, but something that doesn't edify us and strengthen us, like touching our phone 2,617 times a day while folding our hands in prayer only three times a day. Sometimes we go along with the world because we don't want to feel left out or miss out on something fun. Even more to our detriment, we don't want to stand out. We actually miss an opportunity to be in the light and point others to it. We justify our actions of going with the flow because it's no big deal. Other Christians would do the same. We're all sinners. But when we do this, we're taking ourselves out of the fight instead of equipping and helping to transform those around us. It is possible to set clear boundaries while still showing God's character of mercy, compassion, gentleness, peace, joy, and loving kindness among His many other attributes. 
In Matthew 10, Jesus says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake. This passage speaks volumes. Jesus is making several points. He's saying that the apostles were going out into a world with a different purpose than their own, and that they were to be wise to discern between their agenda and the world's agenda, that men's intentions in their sinful condition were not to be trusted, and that there's going to be persecution for his sake. We're constantly under attack and sucked in by the shining and glittering appeal of self-serving pursuits. We're consumed by the shiny, but we're plagued with the fears and doubts of Satan's darts. Plain and simple, we're in a fight. In our homes, in our jobs, in our country, and even in our churches. We're being attacked. So, do we go along with it? Weapons down, standing on the sidelines, cheering on our friends who have the courage to go and boldly proclaim right from wrong? Good and evil? Or do we put on the whole armor of God, which includes the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith? the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word. This comes from Ephesians 6 if you want to take a deeper dive. We have to work diligently to stay grounded and to tenderly draw people to the truth instead of getting sucked into passive surrender to the world and its convincing ways. Ephesians 6 verse 12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Having the knowledge and joy of Jesus Christ, we're not to linger in darkness. In fact, we're not to leave our position of light to meet people in the darkness unless we're lighting the path back to God's Word. I think many Christians today are more concerned with wanting to appeal to everyone, so we soften our stance until there's no difference between us and the world. Instead of influencing the world, we allow the world to influence us. We should have enough identifying characteristics of Christ that people know us by our fruits. And not just love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, and the like, but also by our unrelenting devotion and perseverance to His principles. Because we know who's fighting this fight and has already overcome, we can reject the influences of the world and our call to take up our cross and follow Him. We can do this while being steadfast, wise, and loving. In Romans 12, we read, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If we're to know what God has to say about something happening in our culture, we have to be in God's Word. If we have no idea what God's Word teaches about something, it's going to be very, very easy to get wrapped up in what seems reasonable. After all, Christ is in us as Christians, but so is our flesh. We battle daily between serving our flesh and serving God. Friends, we have a choice to make, and this isn't Brittany talking. This is the Bible talking in both Joshua and Luke. Choose this day whom you will serve. No servant can serve two masters, 
for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is a false god that personifies materialism and worldly gain. If there's a choice, that means two things are not the same. It's not biblical to live as a Christian and live as the world. What decision is closest to your heart? I encourage us to rethink how we spend our time and where our devotion and efforts are placed, and the commitments we make to others. In what one way can we change a habit to align more with God and His Word than man and our love of self? Do you need to get back in the Word to know what it says? Do you need to spend less time online amongst the distraction and competition and more time present with your family, equipping each other for the Christian journey? Do you need to politely decline an invitation that pulls you away from godliness? Maybe begin setting boundaries? Do you need to step out in faith and say yes to God for something that's scary and uncomfortable? Examine your life. Examine who you serve, knowing that there's only one God worthy of your devotion and support. I want to thank you again for listening today. I know that there's a million things vying for your attention, and the fact that you're tuning into a faith-based podcast shows that you're doing your best to seek out God while navigating this dark and confusing world. We're told to pray without ceasing, so let's do it. Father, this world is a big and often confusing place pulling us in every direction, yet you make this promise to us. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What an encouragement it is for our souls to know that you've already won the fight. Knowing this, help us to not be complacent in our dealings with other people. Help us to not take lightly the calling on our life to take up our cross and follow you. May we not conform under the banner of Christianity, but may we be transformed and renewed daily. May our lights shine so bright that others see you through us, and they even ask us the reason for the hope and joy that's within us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If this message has blessed you in any way, or if you know someone that could use the encouragement, please pass it along. And also, I would love it if you would leave me a review, let me know that you're listening, and give me some feedback. Through God's grace-filled word, we can tame the lion. You got this.